There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome back to Four Times in a Podcast. You join us on Tuesday the 11th of July. It's just went 7 o'clock and a bit like some of the Celtic stars who were away in international duty, eh, there's only two years tonight, so we're returning at different phases of pre-season. Eh, but I'm delighted to say it is the fans' favourite, Danny. It's only with the night. Danny, how you doing? It's been an interesting few weeks since we've had you on air. We've had a lot happen. Eh, obviously, Jota leaving, Moy retiring. But on the plus side, we've had new contracts for Kyogo, Dyson Maeda, and most recently Callum McGregor. How are you feeling about Celtic, you know? Uh, it's not very positive for them, isn't it? It's, it's been really good that it's coming out of the club recently and tying up three key players for the is really, really important. And getting Kyogo in a new contract was business because you know what it's like come 12, like say six months' time, they're going to be on here talking about whether you cash in on them in the summer, you know. Offer him a, obviously we'd all say offer him a contract, but you talk about selling him in the summer, cash in on him, or do you know do you keep him and let him go for a free in the summer? So take that right out of the equation for another couple of years is is important. Maeda is another one's a really good player. Actually, I'm actually quite heartened the fact that Rogers is. There are some people that thought uh, Maeda will not play a big part under Rogers. I, I I think they're wrong. I think he'll play. With as big a part as he did under Ange, maybe no better, if not bigger. Um, and uh, you know, he does divide opinion a wee bit, Maeda. I think his his attributes are different. We've got, but I, I don't think there's another player in the league like Maeda. I think he's very, you see, he is unique. He's he's a fucking hell of an athlete, and he does contribute. You know, we've seen him. We set that goal up in the semi final. He scored. He sets up enough goals. It's not as if it all can days run, but. I think we're very lucky to have him, so to tie him up was great as well. And McGregor, the captain, um, probably confirms that he'll 
Pero había un man cabrón de talones, pero Ewell spent his entire career as a Celtic player, like that's, that's great news. And then you start you start looking towards the future for him as well, but uh, getting him tied was good news when the captain signed a new contract and McGregor's been so important to us in the last couple of years. Well, for probably six or seven years now he's been really important, but he's probably now in more just because he's a captain, but the way he plays and he's probably the most now more important than ever, so that was good news. And there's rumours that Another couple of players are going to get. I mean, Hattati seems to be one a lot of folk are talking about. Carter Vickers is another. If we can tie doing my best players, I know we've lost Jota, but if we can tie doing my best players, it's it's just a good. And it, it's a good thing that Rogers has come in and this has happened as well. I mean, it's not as if the new the old manager signed all these players on contracts and then left left Rogers to come in kind of stuck. He's Rogers obviously part of this and that bodes well for the future that he's not going to just try and wrap up and not start again. I think you're spot on, as you say, it's it's really important that we did keep the nucleus of this team together because there's a lot of talent there. I think everybody knew that and I don't think anybody expected six or seven first team players to go out the door, but there was obviously that worry that uh, when Ange left that a few of the players might possibly take that opportunity to leave at the same time and look to uh, move to pastures new but as for now it's only been Jota and I think that was a sort of freak sort of transfer that just sort of happened and it, it was something that Celtic probably felt they couldn't stand in Jota's way. Uh, I know a lot of the people that have been greeting on Twitter were happy that they finally got their goodbye post uh, from Jota but uh, no I think that one just sort of made sense and I think Possibly in the sort of longer term, as we go into next season, people might even be thankful eventually that it was Jota. I think there have been players ahead of him in terms of the sort of disruption and significance that they would have had if they had been taken out of that team that had just uh, come off winning the treble. But uh, I obviously wish Jota well, but I think that was just good business for everybody concerned. Uh, I think that Cal McGregor signing, as you say, takes him to, he's, he's going to be here, or the contract lasts till he's 35, I think it very much looks like that will be the, the if it's not extended, it'll, it'll probably be due to maybe retirement, but McGregor's fit as a fiddle, he plays so many games that you don't know what it's going to be the state in five years' time, but uh, I think that you're right, I think that I, I can't see him leaving uh, now, I think that uh, he could have probably done that a few years ago if like, he's got the talent today at the now, but he's obviously relishing leading Celtic towards more trophies is five out of six uh, domestic trophies that he's took when uh, he's been made captain and I think that that's obviously he's hungry for more and like Roger spoke about how important he was and that he had a meeting uh, with him in Mallorca as well and McGregor sort of gave him the lowdown on the squad and I, I think that's exactly what McGregor's going to be for Rogers. he's going to be He's sort of right-hand man uh, on the pitch. Like he's somebody who's obviously worked with Rodgers for a long time uh, before, and he's got the manager's trust and the supporters' trust. That it's it's just I think it just makes sense. We we obviously done a few videos on the Pod Times YouTube channel uh, discussing Dyson Maida and Kyogo's uh, extended contracts. And if you want to see that, just uh, go youtube.com and search for Pod Times. Let us know. Uh, what you think it on there as well so I'll not cover too much on them uh, I, I reckon that it'd be, if you could get Hitati and Carter Vickers tied in I think that that would be 
like outstanding business and it just sort of gets ahead of people worrying about are they going to go this summer I think it's probably still likely that maybe one or two first team players uh, go who, who that is I don't know but I just feel that the sort of player trading model we've got I think Jot has obviously brought in a lot of income at the moment and well I don't think we need to sell but I just think the sort of model we look to be building it wouldn't surprise me if uh, maybe one more notable first team player did leave before the uh, transfer window shuts. Uh, Danny, I just want to bring you this sort of this theory that's been going about that a lot of people seem to think that uh, these guys like Kyogo, Cal McGregor and Dyson Maida and possibly a few more are getting these sort of improved contracts uh, and the theory is that we're sort of bumping these guys' wages up because we're maybe looking to bring a couple of more players in who you've seen sort of the players we've been linked with that might come for between 10 and 15 million pound and a lot of people expect that they would come with hefty wages as well do you think there's any sort of sense to that theory that we might be bumping these guys wages up in expectation of bringing a couple of high earners in i i see the i see the relevance in it credence in it i think especially mcgregor he's a captain so i mean I'd imagine, I know John Terry had a clause in his contract when he was at Chelsea that he's always got the highest earner or, or match the highest earner so I'd imagine McGregor maybe has something like that in his contract, I'd imagine all captains stay these days um, so it's great business to bring in somebody and pay him more than your captain um, especially if so important to the club like McGregor is to us, so I can see it for that point of view Um of course, the players could be just getting rewarded for winning a treble, um, but then where do you stop? Um, I think what you said earlier about losing a player is, you know what Celtic fans are like, contract's going to be gone. <laughs> you know, I think, I mean, it's been unconfirmed, so I don't think I've ever heard that come out of the player or anybody at the club, but I think I've rejected a contract. I think some people have said that, um, well, there's been reports, right? so he could be on the move, I think it'd be I think to lose two wingers of the quality, I'd draw it would be really disappointing. I know we brought in Teo, but I'd like to keep a bad uh, this summer. Um, but I see, I see, I see that theory working out. But what a lot of people people keep saying Celtic have got all this money. Need to spend like folk are setting themselves up for a four. Really, if Celtic don't spend sixty million, this we're going to be saying we've not done enough. So I would expect. I, I, think that I've got to say expect but it's not really that strong. I think Celtic will probably break their transfer record. I also think they'll break the record for how much they've spent in a summer but what you need to remember is if you're signing guys at 15 million you need to pay them like 15 million pound players and that's you know what 100 you know 100 grand a week. We would never pay that money so it's I can I don't see bringing these players in. Like I don't. I'd love to think it possible, um, but when you look at them with their due, I mean, there's no way McGregor and that are all on a hundred grand a week now. Do you know what I mean? So maybe you try and find something that I mean, the boy is it Ryder. Um, I've seen him. He looks like an excellent player. Um, coming for young boys of Bern, I think. Maybe he would come for a, a run about that money and he'd get paid that money. It's exciting to think that we'd be shopping in the markets, but I don't, I'm not holding out 
I'm not holding out much hope for it. I think we could maybe sign three or four players that say six to eight million. I think it's maybe more realistic, maybe just under ten, rather than spending like fifteen on somebody. But if we, you know, it's a sign of intent under Rogers, and I, I would be all for it. But I just, I don't know. I wouldn't hold out hope. I think, but I do think we'll spend on about thirty much. Do you think that that's the sort of possibly the next stage that we need to get to is sort of doing that on a consistent basis? You look at the sort of high, higher end transfers we've made in the last like, wee while. I think Jota was six and a half million. I think Carter Vickers was about five. Edward was about nine. And Julian was about seven, between seven and eight as well. Like they're all sort of players that played really well. I know Julian sort of didn't finish up the way uh, that possibly the others Celtic careers did, but. Do we need to just rather than bring in these sort of, or, or at least getting a mix where we bring in sort of these younger guys like Telio and Home, but also bring in these players that are sort of first team ready? Like, cause I think that's like everybody that sort of wants Celtic to progress, which obviously is a full support, but play, players that eh, fans that want us to act like an Ajax or Benfica or Red Bull Salzburg or whatever, like they, they see the transfer fees that they command, but Generally, because of the model they've got, they're able to spend bigger on players as well. Do we just do we just need to sort of consistently do that if we are looking to improve the squad, like in terms of what everybody wants is like better progress in Europe? I I think I think you're right. I, the player trading model itself as well in the past, but we've never really progressed it. To a point, you know, we always keep spending, you know, two three mil. I know last couple of years. Spent quite a bit of money, like right? you're, you know, um, Joa Carver. I mean, Sinclair was transfer fee at the time. That was a success. Um, Dembele was like cross ball. It was five hundred k, but Dembele was getting paid a lot of money. Um, so it, when you spend it, it's worked out well for us. Um, and I think with with Rogers, his first time at a club, you know, I think we had the highest ever turnover. And when you speculate to accumulate, it works sometimes. And, but when you talk about the, the player trading mod, we seem to sign players for around about kind of one, two million for years. Like when you have Foster, etc., Van Dyke, I think was two and a half at the time. And then you punt them for, you know, five, six, seven times the money. Then you kind of need to move up. You need to start signing players at three and four million, selling 15, you know, five, six, selling for 20. We never really seem to do that. We've done it. The odd occasion, but it's never really been a like a, a strategy almost. Because I, like, I look at Ajax, they spent. I mean, they they bought Bassey for about twenty two million, putting them for a loss. But they seem to, they buy players for Bassey, and to me, it, I, I think we're a world away from that, mainly because. The work permits in Holland and that are all different. They seem to be more affordable there. They obviously have more money in that league. It just seems to be easier. Same in Portugal. It just seems to be easier for them to sign South American players um, on a consistent basis than us. Um, but maybe, I mean, something that struck me, Dan, I don't know if you agree, doesn't he seem to have as much control as he did? I know he's only been in the door for about a month now, but Less than a month, and he's, we've not even seen him play a game yet. But 
when he first came in, you got the sense that, and I know it, a lot of stuff came out two or three months into his first reign, the sense that he'd completely revamped Devon. Um, you know, like they brought in umpteen coaches and like analysis rooms, and you know, they brought in that guy, Dang, from back actually, the guy Driscoll, um, performance, whatever, and the guy's talking about players and Everton's, you know, Everton's blah blah blah, and Everton's fucking shape to each player's needs, and that. I think he's genuine. I think for what I've heard for Rogers when he's come back, he seems genuinely impressed with the state that Celtic's in. When it comes to recruitment and other areas of the club, and he's not brought in as many folk this time, maybe he'll go and bring folk in. It strikes me that he's not got that control, or he's not. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think if he's maybe he's just like right, I'm in here, coach the players, and maybe we do in the next couple of years, you see a progression to us spending forty million in the summer, signing six players that run about five, six, seven million, knowing full well that there's a chance that we're going to well over three figures in the middle, you know, well on a million when you punt them because Jota was a free. We got twenty five mil for Jota, I think it was running about twenty five and a wee bit more if you read some people. <laughs> going to the Saudis was a bit I don't think Jota would have left us this summer for other than a transfer like that. Um, but I don't think Jota, Jota wasn't going to go for anything like 10 million in it, like, it was always going to be a big, big fee. Um, and so about, you, know, you can sell two, you can sell two or three of them a year, you're talking that they got to 80 million if you get them about talking over 100. So it's not a bad, it wouldn't be a bad strategy for us, considering the league we're in and stuff like that. But I think... Under Rogers, if they're not if they're not going to do it under Rogers, Darren, and they'll never do it. Progress up now and start signing. You know, like you just say, a first team ready player at six, seven, eight million. If they don't start signing two or three of these a summer, if they don't do it under Rogers this spell, I, I don't think we ever will. I I think you're right. I think you make a lot of good points there. I think that. I think you're spot on about Rogers uh, being impressed by the sort of infrastructure that's been put in place since he left. Uh, I think he seemed genuinely impressed. He kept bigging up Mark Lawwell. Uh, I know he's not been too much a public figure since he joined, but the recruitment seems to be a lot more structured and it's no... Like, my worry was when Ange left, that uh, from the outside for a long time, I thought Ange was just a one day and everything. It, it appears that Rogers is impressed with the way the recruitment's sort of uh, been set up and is working at the moment. And I think that that's shown in the fact that we progressed with the deals for guys at home and uh, Tilio. I mean, Tilio done his press conference last week and says that Celtic had sort of been speaking to him for a few years. So it's obviously something that's been ongoing and these guys might come in and. Uh, do do a fantastic job and like we all hope they do. But like I as I say, I think it's crucial that we bring in these sort of players at that like Carvacas and Jota. Like I we spent good money on them, but it started with a loan deal. I'm not saying that you kind of get good players on loan deals, but ideally, if we're bringing these guys in on permanent deals to begin with, uh, it just it puts us in a much powerful position. We're not spending summers worrying if people are going to sign permanently, and. As you say, I think I, I think we're a million miles away from like your Benfica's and Ajax, and there might be external factors to that. But if we're ever going to get anywhere near them, we need to sort of 
look to improve because you're right, like uh, there did seem maybe not so much recently, but for like the best part of the last ten years there was that sort of consistent I will we'll we'll spend between one and three million on players and you know what, some of them will work, some of them will won't, but it's alright because we sold one Yama for uh, twelve million, we sold Van Dyke for this, we sold Foster for this, like it's for every one that they go wrong they could sort of afford to but you need to sort of consistently push that and as you say it's sort of speculate to accumulate but the way like Rogers was uh, the last time he was there like think about it we were linked with I think that summer we were linked with John McGinn and Puccini and we ended up with Malumbu and Izagiri uh, back on a free and like that sort of summed up everything that was wrong under Rogers like, towards the end. It did feel that there was a massive disconnect. And I was at that press conference at Celtic Park with Rogers and he spoke about, I, I thought it was a very interesting line he says, he, he, he spoke about it, how it was important to keep players out ra- rather than not just focusing who's coming in. And I think that sort of boils down to identifying players that everybody's agreed on and that you're not just getting hit with. Like everybody remembers this sort of infamous quote from him eh, about Mary and Shved when he said that he didn't need any wingers and he'd never heard the eh, Shved and that sort of just put the club in uh, an image that they probably didn't want portrayed in where it looked all over the place. I do think we look a lot more joined up and hopefully that is the case and continues to improve because... The, the gap between us and Champions League teams is massive. Like nobody's uh, denying that, but you look at teams like even like Club Bruges that go to the last sixteen uh, last season. I think they won their group as well, or they're very close to. But it's 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 no without like people think the Champions League is like just something we can't aspire to. I'm not saying we're going to go and win it, but we're definitely. No, a million miles away from competing. Like it was fine margins last season. We should have won the two games against Shakhtar, and we took our chances in uh, some of the other games. Like then you never know. But uh, it's it's bringing the players in. Who, if you bring a player in at eight to ten million, you know the club's intention is to bring him in and not have him sit on the bench. Like they've been brought in to make an impact and make us better. And the club was exceptional domestically so I think it's obvious that these are the type of players that we're looking to improve us in Europe and whether that's your Borges or a reader like I I think it'd be good to get a few of them in at the moment just because I think Rogers will want to put his own mark on it and as I I spoke to people at the time I don't think Rogers would have come back if he wasn't convinced that he could take us to a sort of a step further than they did in Europe the last time and like it remains to be seen you could get hit with a group of death somewhere or just like things don't go your way but I don't think we're a million miles away and I think that'll be Roger's aim with this uh, three year deal I think he'll be looking to really make an impact on Europe whilst continuing the domestic success uh, Aaron, see just before you move yeah, the two have touched on it but do you think Roger's so we're now in a, we're in a position now where we can go out and fit sight, you know, and I think Fabian Shaw was the other one he was looking at before the World Cup. Because ironically, it would have cost about two, two and a half million, which we definitely could have splashed out. But do you think he looked an eight million pound player that I'm going to get it? I think he would have gave demands that he expected to be met when he was there and like, he can't go and sign just anybody, but 
if he's identifying top targets, I think especially this summer, like it might, who knows what will happen in a few years. You, you never know where board they have been sort of notorious for uh, penny pinching in the past. Hopefully that is a thing in the past with sort of relatively new figures on it. But I, I just don't think he would have come back. Like I think his domestic sort of side and that was so good when he was here the first time. I think if he didn't think that he was going to be able to come here and bring players in, like, I don't think this squad's necessarily about coming in and improving a few guys, like Tierney and Armstrong were the last time, where he had that quality and he just needed to develop. I think this team's already at a level above what he came in there the last time. And I think that, as I say, I think he wouldn't have came here with certain demands and uh, sort of transfer activity. And I, I think it's important as well, Danny, that even if we are bringing in these eight, ten million players, they don't all need to be Rogers picks. Like there should be a sort of alignment where Rogers obviously is part of the recruitment process, but these players are brought in and like Rogers is heralded as like a fantastic coach. Everybody that's worked to him seems to agree with that. So if we've got him there and he can be fully focused on coaching the players and uh, being given the tools to progresses in Europe, then I think that's just as important. The fact that everything has to be smooth, just just in case, as as we get happened the end of June, eh, the start of June, sorry, we get caught off guard and the manager leaves again. You need to have that sort of continuity in place. Aye, no, you're. Right. I think you're right. I think you said it earlier, but we were all worried that Andrew's kind of one man band when he left. About with forty pieces, because last year we were talking about him being the fucking director of football and the managing director and chief scout and all the rest of it. But there is a good structure in place, and I just, I just think Roy. You're right, I don't think Rogers would have come back without these assurances. Um, I think, because it was a weird one, like who who is in the bargaining position here, do you know what I mean, when, when they were going to like who, who's got the upper hand, is it Rogers or is it, or is it Celtic, you know what I mean, Rogers wasn't he, uh, the most liked person for the Celtic support, maybe still no, certainly not a month ago, um, but yeah, I can't imagine. I'm just Sorry, Danny. Good he says there. I, th- I think that sort of sums it up. Like, the fact you says he's not the most well liked by the full support yet. I think like, one of his aims is probably to bring the full support round. I think that just adds yeah. to it that the fact that uh, that's why I think he will get the players he wants, just because it's going to be a hard enough job bringing people round with full batting, never mind with one arm pine behind his back. No, uh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I agree. And I think that that would have come into his thing. Um, when he was thinking about taking the job, um, but I, I just can't see him agreeing to come back to work like he did in 2016 because he's a far better manager than when he came in the first time. And we have progressed as a club; we've moved on as a club. Um, there's that avenue straight into the Champions League as well, so you're activating thirty odd million straight away before you even kicked a ball. There's point prior. Prizes for points when it comes to Champions League when you win money for a result. Um, so, just looking at him, he must have thought he got obviously frustrated at Celtic the first time. And that summer, you know, after World Cup, he's just done a double. T- We'd been into Champions League two in a row. I don't think it was unreasonable for Celtic to go in 20 million in players that summer. I think some of the players that like Armstrong had left. Brown was getting on a bit. I know Brown kept played for another few years and they, they didn't have a bad season. Uh, well, the COVID season when everybody had a bad season. McGregor was coming through. But like Christie 
an area of that third season um, for the doldrums. Um, and I know people were talking about all it. And then the, that was the kind of cover stories off beside McGinn Christie, wouldn't they? Broke Christie breaking through. I've not seen it was a freak, but it was kind of out of anywhere. Um, it was obviously, but I don't think it was unreasonable for Rogers to expect that the board would maybe get signed to a free, let's say, seven, eight million. Um, and then when we, you know, that was a really kind of disappointing season up until Rogers. I thought actually the best part of the season was up until Rogers because we think we'd won something later and then gave us the role. Um, so I think he was frustrated and he took the way he left, we don't need to go to it again, you know, we've, we've all got our thoughts on it. I just don't see him coming back if it was going to be the same thing. And I, I think he's now, he's probably assessed before he took the job. It seemed to take a while for him to kind of get announced and stuff. Now that he's been there a couple of weeks, he's away. He'll probably know. And it's okay, day two signings to come in with as well. Um, I, thought it was, I thought it was good that he said he'd spoke to the boy Tiago, Odin Tiago home um, before he uh, I spoke to him that way, but I just I look at him when he comes in. I think he's I think si, I can get these Pacinis now. If I if I go to the board, and maybe as Nicholson Nicholson's you know got got that kind of thing. I know I don't think I think we ever missed out on a player under Postecoglou. I can't even remember us missing out on a player. And um, no, when we badly wanted, we seem to kind of get all our targets and. No, that doesn't always happen. But I think Rogers probably thinks is is that's for the norm now. You know, for what I play, I'll go get him. Um, and it's really, really, it's really exciting. Um, I'm really excited that because normally if Jota had left, say like we sold, like on other seasons, you sell you arguably one of no arguably one of our best players. People start going about how we're weaker last year and all that and. I was concerned that I wasn't concerned because I just just put myself into a mindset that Rogers will sort it out and Rogers will get it right, whatever Rogers will happen and it will be the right thing. Um, and I'm I'm excited to see. I know we've signed two players who Rogers' real first signing is, who he's identified and gone in. And, uh, it'd be good. I'm really excited to see it. Um, and hopefully, I do think I think what you said there was right. It's no, it's not the same job as it was. He doesn't come in and develop. Like Rogers, Rogers, because I seen a thing Ryan did on YouTube the other night. It was a really good video about rating all Rogers signings, and I think he'd three in the tap, three or four in the tap tier. He'd three good couple. I think he'd about five or six that were like mid and for all shit. <laughs> and I and I was looking at it, but I was thinking back on it. Like, but Rogers' best work the last time was with players that were already there, apart from Sinclair and Dembele, Hammond, Edward and stuff. Like they were all good players, but this time you're right. It's all the standard of players so much higher. Of course, he can develop one or two on. I mean, I'm expecting big season at O'Reilly this year, but and some others that I think Rogers can really kick on the party. But it's almost. I don't know if you agree, Dan. Almost like not putting finishing touches on the squad because it's just one of treble. But it, I don't think, I think what you said there was right. It will not take too much to take us to a new. You know what I mean? It's not as if we need four or five. I think over the next three years, I might introduce five or six players, but it might only be two or three a year that will really take to, to like a new level. Hopefully, competing in Europe and like winning games and winning a knockout. 
tie because that's coming up for 20 years and that's just nuts. It's just mental. No, you're right. As I say, I think it is sort of just the finishing touches that you're looking to improve with these like players. like As you say, guys like O'Reilly and Hitati, they'll know the finished article, but they're still absolute top quality for uh, the level we're at right now. And any improvement you get off them is just going to see them push on even further. Uh, I think you're right. It's, it doesn't need to be a massive overhaul, but if you do add to that, they sort of two or three bits of quality, then it could make a difference. Like you look, as I say, we should have won the two games against Shakhtar last year. I think that's sort of undoubted, especially the away game. We had enough chances to win two games that night. And look, on another another day, like I'm not saying we'd have beat Madrid at home, but if if you'd uh, sort of took the chances that we had, if McGregor shot had went the other side of the post and sort of clipped in rather than clipped wide, like. It's just a different game, and even uh, Leipzig like had chances in their games as well, and it has small margins. And as I say, look, I've seen the provisional seedings for the Champions League. There's every chance we could get hit with a, a nightmare draw, and we could finish bottom of the group again, no matter who we sign. Like it's, it's just we, these wee things we've got to hope go our way. And I, I think we'll bring, if you'd ask me, the sort of level we'll bring. I think we'll maybe bring two or three in for possibly between 8 and 10 million or maybe maybe one higher than 10 million and two sort of bringing it up to about that I know you mentioned that 30 million mark uh, earlier I think that wouldn't surprise me and at the same time as I said earlier I wouldn't be surprised if one goes out the door whether that is like a Starfelt or a Bada or somebody like that it wouldn't surprise me but I'd like to think that would be reinvested as well uh, well now about a third into July, Danny, do you think that this week we will get that sort of first Roger signing, as you would call it? I know the other two are going to be in the first team squad, but as we say, I think it'll be quite evident when we get that sort of first uh, major signing. Do you think that'll come this week? I know there have been talk from some who appear to be in the know that there was a couple of work permits pending. Yeah, I think the... the boy, completely forgot about him, but that seems to have stalled a wee bit, and I think folk might that using work off them, but that may be a legacy signing for Anfalk, we'll just assume it is because um, he comes from like, South Korea, because we've signed a few players for there under Ange, but I, I think that Ange obviously unlocked that market for Celtic, but I, th- I don't think it's that I say that the scouting department have obviously zeroed in on it in the last years, um, so they'll continue to scout that market, why not, it served us so well. Um, this week I mean, I was thinking maybe before they went away on pre-season, I know they're in Portugal for a, uh, next week. Um, and then they go to they go to uh, Japan and play two games out there. So I, I don't know, I can't see a player flying them straight to Japan. It just seems about, not a bit daft, but it just seems like they might do it when they come back. So in your case, they're waiting to the, to the end of the month. And, but... You'd like to think it would be sooner rather than later, um, but I really don't know. I really don't know. Uh, hopefully before they fly out to Japan, because it would be a really good place to bed a player in and get them used to the squad rather than back and playing catch-up with everybody in pre-season and you know, no being ready for the start of the season. No, I think that's fair. I think obviously we don't have Champions League qualifiers, which 
doesn't put as much pressure on bringing them in. But I think the earlier you day, it just sort of gets you in with the squad and in with the coaches. It's it's something that I'd like to think we will get done either this week or next week. And I know it like doesn't kick off. I think it's the fifth of August it kicks off, so we've still got a few weeks. But you don't want to have to be uh, sort of bringing them in and throwing them straight in like the sort of way we did with Sinclair Rogers first time or even Kyogo. Uh, when Ange uh, came in, like he was sort of brought in and on the bench that day, like you did like to think you can get these players in. We should hopefully have a lot of the work done by now, and whether it is work permits or we're just waiting on finalising stuff, like hopefully it will be uh, not too soon, uh, not too long even, I should say, before we uh, get these players unveiled and give the support uh, something even more to look forward to for the upcoming season. Uh, but we've gone about just over half an hour, so I think we'll wrap up. It's still pre-season, not too much to speak about. As Danny said, the players are in Portugal. We've got a couple of games this week. Hopefully, uh, they're broadcast somewhere. I don't know if they're on Celtic TV, so I don't want to uh, say that, but I'm sure somebody will come up with a stream somewhere for it, as you often get for these pre-season uh, games. But it'll be good to see the team back, if there's any sort of notable changes, I doubt it very much at this early stage, but it will just be good to see Celtic back playing. Uh, Danny, before I let you go, I'll, I'll I'll take a prediction, we always do predictions, do you think that we will have any signings in the next week, and do you think any more first team players will have signed a new contract by the time on next on air? Before uh, we're next, I think we'll sign two players, there you go, before, hopefully before they go to Japan, and I think two others in the team will sign a contract. And I'm going. To, I actually don't think we'll lose. I think we'll. I don't think we'll lose another first teamer this summer. Uh, no, a starter. I, if I was to put two in the pocket at the minute, it would be a badder and Starfield. I don't know why, but and no, because he's Budley. I don't know why I think Starfield might leave, but I find it odd that he's not been offered a contract. But maybe he's come out. But he's been there. He's got a couple of years left, and maybe they want to keep him. He's CC of moving age um, but I a prediction would be two in and two new contracts I, I don't think we'll lose our first team No like I think that I think we'll have a new signing in by the end of this week and I think that we'll have two new contracts as well I'd like to think Starfield won't leave and I, I, I worry if he does just because I, I says it on the YouTube last week I was I'm petrified if he goes in terms of who partner uh, CCB especially if CCB is no back for start of the season, I know he is away on pre-season with him, but you never know how the recovery is actually gone uh, so if, if we do bring in new signings, hopefully one of them is a centre-half, just to give me that peace of mind uh, and I think that I, I know there's a few rumours going about in uh, Twitter the night that Hitati is the next one to sign up I think that would be fantastic news and I don't know, maybe, maybe it'll even be done, usually what happens is we we go off air uh, as we did in the YouTube last week, we went off air and 12 hours later, Jota was away and Aaron Moy had announced his retirement, so that's what usually happens when we finish recording. Uh, but we will be back with any sort of breaking news. We'll bring it to the YouTube first because it's just easier to go live there, so keep an eye, make sure you're subscribed for the latest on that. Uh, and if not, we will speak to you next time we have the four times back, which I'm sure will be next week at some point. So thanks very much for listening and we will speak to you later. Cheers.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.